1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
2: Wake up in the morning feeling
0: like... Waterman is extremely well. She's very slippery. You don't own me. Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes or no? Just because I'm...
2: hello tryhards another week another pod we haven't blown away i thought it was going to at many points over the course of the weekend (laughs) is it bad up there in scotland
1: um yeah not gonna lie this the the wind and the rain was pretty hectic with mad thunder and lightning yesterday um was i could hear her a little bit upset by it so i got up and let her letter just to see if she was all right and she she sprinted
2: in if it was a slumber party at three in the morning was jumping jumping everywhere I was like you know she's now going to try that technique even when it's not windy <laughs> now that she's worked out that it in fact works
1: yeah girl that cried wolf though that's the the problem is is I also had to make sure that she was okay because when I go away she goes to work with Smone and I was shown some videos last night of Koya demolishing, you know, those cheap, horrible, nasty hot dogs um, from a jar, um, being fed those and all sorts of stuff. And Smone was really pleased because obviously Koya was having the best time with the chef Adam, Um, slightly worrying that chef eats those. But, um, and then, yeah, I had to deal with the huge amounts of diarrhea that this this horrible wow. snacks were dealing. So when she was whining in the middle of the night, I was slightly concerned that she needed Blewing to go everywhere. to the loo. So um, she didn't, so I'm hoping that that's passed. But anyway, probably shared a little bit too yeah, much about Queer's toilet habits. Um, yeah. The storm was pretty hectic. <laughs>
2: Terrifying, absolutely terrifying. I actually used the time wisely of being like shut indoors and I've had like a massive sort out in my flat. I threw 18 pairs of shoes away yesterday. I don't know if you uh, saw my TikTok reel of uh, my newly organized shoe cupboard. I don't even think I own 18 pairs of shoes. Oh, I, I own, <laughs> I reckon I own in excess of 150 pairs of shoes because obviously I've got the ones in my cupboard and then there's a big box under the bed as well. But I threw eighteen pairs away. I think that's that's progress.
1: When you say you threw them away, did you like actually in the bin, or do you take them to
2: charity? Like, what happens with? They'll shoes? go in the um, the Salvation Army shoes and clothes bank. Oh, nice. Yeah. So they're in the car, ready to go. Um, I'm also going to go to IKEA today and buy some storage solutions for my room. I've moved my room around gonna get a storage thing my new coffee table arrived today so yeah i'm feeling very organized
1: you know what i've um i've started to do so obviously now i'm traveling a lot and if you take a bag onto any easyJet flight it costs approximately 400 pounds so i've now got used to streamline packing and stuff i never was a clothes roller i was always a clothes folder um, I'm still to work out. Rolling small clothes like leggings, t shirts, and stuff seems to be really, really good. If you roll a pair of jeans or a jumper, it basically looks like a pillow. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> you Marie Kondo your clothes. Do you know what that is? No idea. It's basically, like a folding technique. So, now when you open my drawers that I've got my trousers in, it looks like a filing cabinet. I've seen those. See everything straight away. Yeah.
1: I, um, I've i seen those on Instagram, like different stories of like how to fold sheets and stuff. Um, I mean, they always look good, but I always think like they make them look like their arms are in like, they're like, oh, do this corner and do yeah. this corner. Make it look super easy. Although I did see this t- this um, video the other day of a of a little boy that had got um, a piece of cardboard with two slits on the sides. And basically he laid out his t-shirt folded one slit in one slit in and then fold it in half and then that was his t-shirt folded and it was so funny I was like what a brilliant little invention and he was obviously so proud of himself for doing
2: it it's quite clever but at the same time it's not hard to fold a t-shirt like I'm not impressed even if it was a child I'm unimpressed by that um (laughs) sorry um where were you this weekend did you battle the storm and make it down to a game somewhere
1: yeah, I mean, I, I'm i not going to lie, my my travelling fiascos, like, put it this way, flying in a storm, feeling like you're in a paper aeroplane um, with 80 mile an hour winds was the least of my concerns. Um <laughs> it did get a little bit ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I had a couple of things I did this weekend. Uh, Friday, caught up with the Guinness crew. I oh, um, love that. Filmed some really nice content around uh, diversity and inclusion and what did the players think of it um what did it mean to them and so yeah worked with some pretty big names big hitters in oh. rugger in england rugby um and actually it was just nice to catch
2: up with brianie shauna and claudia rovers some sushi oh, 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 yeah. sushi don't i've got such a sushi did you see my pandas last night yeah I did I didn't know whether you'd made them or whether you bought them when I tidied the kitchen up I found my rice press so I made my little pandas and I have (laughs) to say rice tastes better in the shape of a panda um Um, although I did I double bubbled on the sushi so I stayed overnight
1: um in the landmark hotel ever heard of that it's huge next to Marleybone station um Really lovely hotel, like five. Oh, I know
2: the one, I know what I know what hotel, it's like it. this big atrium.
1: Yeah, um, and I arrived and there was a de- it smelt really nice. I was like, you can always tell a classy hotel and they smell good. Yeah, something that Simone is very proud of. And often we get given, um, candles from brands that send them to him and he doesn't use them in the hotel, he brings them home. But, um, <laughs> um, but they're those, you know, those massive big, I'm slightly going off track here, but you know, the Unlike massive you? big. Um, candles that like look amazing when they're new yeah I always feel really bad lighting them but then I'm like what's up? so we've got boxes of candles that I'm like do you feel that do you ever feel slightly
2: you know, candles are for burning as far as I'm concerned and I also think as well like it's all about being diligent with um snipping your wicks because the key to getting <laughs> a good burn is snipping your wicks so you can always snip it as short as it will go and then you will get an even melt of your candle. Really? Yeah, especially like if you've got the... Once like... you
1: snip it too far. There's nothing worse than losing the wick in the candle though.
2: Yeah, but like that happens in like a tea light and things like that where <laughs> it's very short, isn't it? Whereas in like a big, one of those big round three wick candles, you should snip them low. And then you should get an even burn around your candle because when, you know, sometimes you get it and it like doesn't burn to one side. It's because the wick is leaning. So if you snip it nice and low, it um, I actually burned a new candle last night. And it's interesting when you say about like hotels with nice smells because that's a big thing in Vegas, buying the hotel scents as candles because mm. every year i always think i will buy that as like an anniversary gift for friends who've got married in vegas and i'd never do it but yeah that's a big thing well
1: they also pump oxygen into their um systems yeah. um they nice smelling oxygen to keep people awake to bed um why was i telling you that about candles nice smells oh yeah so there was a a pianist that i thought oh a what that's nice a bit big um one. um yeah big old grand one um and uh, I thought that was quite nice, listening to some live music whilst you're eating your dinner. Um, so I went up to my room, nice room, realised that I looked over the atrium and I was pretty tired. Popped out for some more. I double bubbled sushi. I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. Twice in two days, not uh, twice in one day is not good. Be careful um, with poisoning there. And then was doing my prep and realised that there was an annoying volume of piano being played through the window that I could hear from the atrium. And they didn't stop until 11 o'clock at night. I I honestly, I wanted
2: to walk downstairs and just slam the piano shut. On their fingers. With his fingers in there. Nice, (laughs) nice. Um, Um, So you were doing your prep for the Loughborough-Exeter game on Saturday at Franklin's Gardens. Very exciting for the Lightning Girls to be playing in front of that crowd. And you were alongside the lovely Claire Thomas, who is... Building to being the future superstar of rugby commentary.
1: Um, and I'll let you into a secret. I messaged Miles Harrison. Well, Miles Harrison actually rang me, um, a messaged me, and he said, "I saw your tweet about Claire. In my opinion, she's the one to watch." So Claire, I haven't told you this, so I'm going to see whether you know the fact because I'll check whether you listen to the podcast. Oh, <laughs> says, I just hope she's not like
2: on the train or something because she will probably wet herself when she
1: did that. <laughs> um um nah, look, I, I was hot. I was slightly concerned about um whether the crowd would stay around afterwards because obviously the weather was horrendous. Um but the Northampton faithful did not disappoint. They were they stayed in big numbers all around, the, all around the stadium. Hospitality was full. So obviously the hospitality people were working hard to keep the drinks flowing for them. Like um, and yeah, there was a really good atmosphere. And the game itself was an odd one. It was really cagey to start yeah. off with. Exeter were all over them, but just kept butchering the like, their basics. Um, I heard the I American
2: know, girls went well.
1: Yeah, oh my God. Pope Rogers, who played Lucid, um, did this one break down the wing and I was like it's just not okay when a front row can run that fast because I I had to deal with that with Sarah Byrne like on line breaks and it's literally like a stick in spokes you're literally
2: like oh it's interesting you say that though because Hope Rogers has played international sevens and we know that that is you know the dream that Sarah Byrne goes through life with do you think <laughs> she gives her hope? Do you think that actually it's the false hope that berners getting from someone, the false hope, excuse the pun there? You know, could we see sevens in Burner's future?
1: she'd be Mate, I'd, I'd roll her on as a super sub as a scrum because she would just be the scrum. You wouldn't need to. You, I don't know, could you do that? You know, like lineups, you have to match numbers. Do you reckon you have to match numbers in the scrum? We're just
2: putting one in. We're just putting <laughs> one in the scrum. Oh my god, obscene.
1: You create an instant five on three in the back. It's, be absolutely...
2: <laughs> it's the dream. It's the absolute dream. Okay, let's keep you. that quiet. Let's not t- take that technique anywhere else because <laughs> when when we when we enter the Nolly testimonial team in the summer social next year, when they have a women's uh, elite.
1: Oh, I'd back burner all day long. Um, I'd maybe also bring in Simmy Pam. She's she's um n- nearly done on her rehab, I think, by all accounts. Um yeah, she's insanely fast as well. Um a it's age. just embarrassing as an outside bat when you've got to work really hard to keep up with them.
2: To <laughs> so your age, mate, more than anything. Yeah. So you no, talk about gonna, home be, Rogers, but uh, interesting that um the Wales girls are gonna play a little Six Nations warm-up against the USA.
1: Although it makes me laugh because I was announcing there's 23 um Americans in the Premier 15. So I was like, oh wow that's awesome how can you guarantee that there's 23 position like not 23 positions but the 15 positions covered yeah, it it's gonna be lots. Like, oh, yeah it'd be like hope you're actually covering nine and wings so just so that you know
2: because we're yeah. gonna need to <laughs> that is insane up. isn't it um it also i was like oh this is really good progress for the wales girls like what great prep for the six nations you know going into the tournament having played a warm-up this shows the progress the union's making maybe this could be uh you know Wales is year to like you know triple crown pull off a big scalp and then i speak to you you were with scassy on saturday and it looks like she could be back in a few weeks and she's going to break hearts all around the six nations all over again so <laughs> <don't
1: laughs> now she looked today. in good form nice big bum big legs um in leggings and uh... she
2: looking statuesque
1: yeah she was um although I... for those that haven't seen the announcement from madidas they done a big campaign around the statues in London. And I, I like the fact that there's more animals than women. Um, doesn't surprise me, but it was interesting to put it out in the way they did. And I obviously love Scouse to Pieces. She is an incredible woman and been at the forefront of just being insanely good for a, an insanely long period of time. Um, and was always brilliant because when I played fullback and we used to do the old traditional M1 pop, I would literally just stand behind her and no one could see me. <laughs> I used to find it so funny, like, cause on videos you could literally not see me at all. I'd be disappointed. <laughs> um, but the most impressive thing with it all, isn't the fact that Adidas are doing this campaign, isn't the fact that Adidas have used rugby front and center with it all, um, alongside all the other sports, which puts rug- women's rugby on the map, is, is actually Scarce's biceps. She's in a vest. And I oh, have well. never seen her look so stacked in my whole life. She was, we called her the T-Rex, not because of her big bum and legs, um, or that she had short arms. It's because they weren't that big. They weren't very effective if she had to do a press
2: up. But but she looks hench. Like she looks what, great. Um, do you reckon she's got nicknames for them for the guns? What are yours called?
1: Um, we'll go down the th- storm theme: thunder and lightning.
2: Oh, silence <laughs> and violence right here. <laughs>
1: uh one thing i am interested in though and we talked about it at half time um in our little chat was where she was going to put the statue so it's just on
2: afterwards
1: well i'd hope so someone said that they think they should put it at the end of her drive on the farm i said that she definitely needs to be on the farm somewhere
2: oh yeah Uh, maybe you could turn it into like um put it in the middle of like a cow trough or something like a cow feed because they're normally a ring so you could put it in the middle so it looks <laughs> like she's like the pied piper of cattle or something i'm assuming that if family farm cattle i don't actually know what they farm um no
1: they've got arable so it, it's um oh okay
2: so <laughs> <laughs> um no offense scars farm
0: selling a little or a lot Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. shopify.com work. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Did I talk much about the rugby, the Northampton game? I can't remember. Um, Well, it wasn't the Northampton game. It was the first time that the girls had stayed uh, played at Franklin's Gardens. They did their team run there. Pitch was on, like, is looking awesome. And... It was a really good game. And Loughborough, who start of the season, had to find their way without Scars, um, have had this big resurgence in, in performance and nicked it literally at the death. Although, so Sade Kabea busts through, runs this mad line, scores in the posts. It then becomes, um, I think it's 27-25. So they've they broke, or no, 26-25, kicked a clam broken hearts um, from exeter and the clock is in the red so we're like oh so anyway there's a um the ball's dropped and the referee calls a scrum or something it's like this is strange it's a free kick or something helena Rowland. basically helena has this opportunity to kick the ball off the field and doesn't and we're like Oh. Do they not realise that the clock's in the red? Yeah, This keeps on going, right? So then Claire and I in commentary are saying, no, no, they do know it is full time. And then another scrum is called. Um, and then, and the game just keeps playing. And and in commentary we are like, when, when will the game stop? Like there's about five opportunities. It was like 84, 85 minutes on the clock. <laughs> no one knew what was going on. Lo- um, Loughborough give away penalty, Exeter kick for the line out, Loughborough give away another penalty um, at that line out, so Exeter go, like Clara Nilsson, had an absolute stormer at hooker in that weather, was nailing back ball and stuff, points to the line, right, let's kick to the line again, and the kick misses, touch. Loughborough catch it, kick it out, and it was honestly, for the neutral, I mean, how Susie, Um, and Reese, the two head coaches, director of rugby, copes. It was horrendous. We had no idea when the game was going to stop. (laughs) Um, It was, it was was madness, but the celebrations from Loughborough afterwards were mad. And then to see the amount of people stay behind to get photographs with the girls and like signing kit and all sorts of stuff was amazing. And um yeah, for the neutral, what a game. Yeah. And then for them to get the five points, they got the bonus point try and Wasps to lose at home to Bristol, all of a sudden the table is looking totally different. Um, and genuinely six, seven teams in the league could make the top four now
2: because they've all got to play each other. Really, it's um, really exciting. And that's really positive for the league and, and people wanting to tune in and watch it.
1: Yeah, you know, so this weekend is um, Bristol Sarries, and that's the top of the t- that's the top two teams, and and it's really weird because when you look back at last season, when Bristol were at the top for the men's, everyone was like, would never have thought that they would have accelerated yeah. at that point. And the start of the season, they went on this run of five winning games before the break at Christmas. It was kind of no one would have expected it to happen. They hadn't yeah. played the big hitters. They were, you know, and then. Yeah, they're still in the mix. They're still at at second. Um, So, yeah, I think this weekend is going to be a huge, huge opportunity. Um, Wasps, it's a a hard one for me because obviously, you know, having played at Wasps, it's been really difficult to see them not get over the line. And I think losing the game at at the weekend was, you know, was a big loss. Um, But it shows... That without internationals or without with lots and lots of injuries um the how the games have changed and that links in probably nicely to the Gallagher Prem because I can't believe that like literally any team could win at the moment because and the score lines the biggest points difference was five points in one of the game all of them were like by a point or by two points it's madness
2: The weather's a great level though, isn't it, as well in those situations. And actually, as much as for the players, it's pretty grim and they don't want to be out there. I love watching it. I did Ospreys on Saturday um, off tube and then I did the Dragons game on Sunday. And I can tell you there are a few places in the world that I would have rather been, you know, when there is an amber storm morning, I just love sitting in the back of a rugby stand under a corrugated tin roof. That's where I feel I'm in my most natural environment, and I felt incredibly safe, warm. The
1: Rodney Parade is that the right name? Rodney for it?
2: Parade, yeah. It was yeah. absolutely horrendous. Not
1: the most mo- not the most modern stadium, is it?
2: Oh, when was the last time you went? Because do you know what? It's had it's had over a million pounds spent on Rodney Parade. The pitch, oh. the condition of the pitch there is absolutely fantastic. The um, Bizley stand on one side, or busy, st- I can't remember what it's called, um, all really nice. Unfortunately, as the media, we sit in the cow shed on the other side. Yeah, that's the, the one I went to. Stand, yeah, the front of the stand is so low that um, you basically cannot see the crossbar of the posts from the media position so yeah it's it's horrendous not my favorite um i have been told not to say this on radio wales but i'm going to say it on the podcast since i've been covering matches on radio wales since the start of this season i am yet to see a welsh region win a match that i've covered in in all competitions good form going into this weekend then (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, I'm not working. I'm doing the under-20s on Friday night, so uh, at Doncaster. Well, look I'm out going. under-20s.
1: Older uh, Miss Negative. Miss um, Negative. Bad, is yeah, Miss Negative bad energy is coming for you. Just quickly on the Wasps game, I heard from Harriet and she basically, there's this like video that's going around about the backs all like huddling. They're like, like penguins trying to stay warm and has said like she enjoyed the game like they worked really hard in defense and stuff but just couldn't get their attack going um but she said that the mud was so cold and I just remember those games where I remember playing an international in Wales I can never remember the pitch but it was the worst pitch I've ever played on it was basically in a valley literally in a valley not in the valleys it was in the in a valley and um and it was so cold wet and muddy and Fran Matthews was playing on one wing and I was playing on the other and Fran scored really early on but made the complete error of sliding in so she got slid in and then got tackled so basically was completely like brown like filthy and I'd managed to stay pristine white for most of the game (laughs) at halftime she was so cold and I was like mate it's your own fault why did
2: yeah. she die I do it. <laughs> um, something i found quite interesting on the weekend covering the dragons game Batrano, the argentinian scrum half who plays for dragons has made the most of the new rule change by world rugby and he wore leggings
1: yeah i mean why why more people aren't doing it's quite a few
2: of the extra boys i think do it yeah, but um, was the first one that I've seen in the flesh at Pro 14 game, not Pro 14, URC, whatever it's called this week, uh, first person I've seen wearing them. And if ooh. I was in that situation, like we were actually joking on commentary, Wayne Evans and I, he was talking about it was the kind of game where when Jason Tuvey was at the Dragons, he 100% would have had a hamstring niggle in the warm up and not <laughs> made it on for kickoff. And I was like, exactly what I would do, exactly what I would do in that situation. Um. I've just had this horrendous um thought back to when
1: I lived in Strawberry Hill and I trained at St Mary's and I remember telling you on the pod um or maybe I tweeted about it actually that there was a they used to do rugby league training in the evenings and there was guys training in just leggings
2: oh gentlemen vegetables
1: (laughs) yeah um I don't I, I wouldn't just desc- I know the emoji is an is an aubergine, but I don't think I describe it as that. That's it was a, honestly slightly offensive. I don't like in full contact, in my opinion, you should always be in shorts because it's part of your tackle you would like grip. Do you know what I mean? And if there's leggings, you're I don't even know what you'd be gripping
2: onto as a guy. Purchase there, aren't you? Yeah. Um, so
1: just, I mean, obviously, I'm thinking about the technique of tackling here, but
2: like, no, like men technique running around. tackling, running. not tackles. Um, I think we should move on to this weekend's rugby on that note, uh, before we launch into the Six Nations matches that are ahead of us this weekend. Uh, obviously, have to mention uh, contractually that I am top of the Legends League on Match Point.
1: Uh, My brother Sam, I saw him last week and he said, how? How is LJ in the Legends League?
2: <laughs> I said, am I in the Legends League? Because I'm a legend. That's well, why. I actually
1: said because she keeps winning the bloody thing.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> You know that the boys at Matchpoint would love to be able to say, oh, LJ, unfortunately, because you underperform <laughs> in the Legends League. It's like devaluing it. So we have to take you out, but I top the league so they can't do anything about it. Sorry, boys. Um, I was going to say something then. it was interesting so speaking to Don this week from match pint he said you know encourage people to join even though they can't win the whole thing and i thought you must be able to if you get a perfect prediction in every game you could definitely win it so if you haven't signed up yet don't feel like you can't win overall because i think there's still a chance but fundamentally it doesn't matter if you win overall you've only got to get within seven pints Seven pints, seven points to win a pint. So if you haven't joined up to match pint, please join us in the tryhards league just to wonder at the amazingness of my performances. The tryhards I'm league is tryhards as always.
1: I'm just looking and I'm on equal fourth with Sean O'Brien and Jim Hamilton. Um, with 70 points. You're first with 95 points. You're actually blitzing us. The only the next closest is
2: Andy Good, who's second, and he's got 86 points. It's I mean he's the other person who always performs very well in it, though. Like Goody and I, I think are the only ones who I actually I bet Shawnee's taking it seriously, but Goody and I do take it quite seriously, I think. Like I don't just like whack a score in. I have a I have a real think about it. And you know what? Hail Mary. In previous seasons, I have been very cagey about my predictions. I'm going to go for a Wales win again this weekend.
1: I bet you change your mind. I bet you change your mind. I'm not going to be doing that.
2: Selection will inform it. If Jonathan Davis no, Flippé Faletans start...
1: It at it. All right. um, I'm just looking at our tryhards um league overall and something that we've been always really proud of is the fact that the women normally smash it now i'm a little bit disappointed to say that in the top 10 you are the only woman so a bit of a shout out to adam mandeville and uh jamie mcandrew jamie mcandrew's put england but i feel like with the surname mcandrew
2: that's a bit xenophobic.
1: There's got to be some Scots, really? be some Scots going on there. Um, I mean, and Adam Mandeville has got 111
2: points. Mandeville's He's... such a good surname, by the way. Mm. Um, anyway, that we've was got one of the, the 2012 mascots.
1: Oh, actually, hang on a second. We've got a couple of people that have all. They've gone. They've gone early. Tom Phillips has gone early. He's made his calls.
2: He's all set. James Mortimer's all set. What? The whole, this is what I. I cannot get my head around people who like make their calls before the teams are out. Yeah. But
1: they've done it and they're and Tom Phillips is third. He's currently beating you, mate. So I wonder if that, you
2: is it a Welsh Tom Phillips? Yeah. I wonder if that's Tom Phillips who I went to school with older brother of Johnny Phillips in my year. Of course, you know him. Of course, anyone to do with Wales. <laughs> of um, yeah, I'm when the teams are out, I'm going to make my predictions. I think I think i'm gonna go for a wales win
1: i'm not so that means england <laughs> okay
2: <laughs> glad, glad you narrowed that one down for us uh falatau played for bath on the weekend has been called up for wales in tobes i trust um but manu tuolangi has also been welcomed oh, back into the mate, talk, me
1: your, talk me through your twitter
2: banter with friend of the pod ben gulliver well, wow, I'm glad you've teed me up there because a huge and formal congratulations must go to OG tryhards. They've been with us from the start. Ben and Georgie Gulliver, who, you know, it was always going to be um, some sort of hurricane when they announced they were expecting a child. But they've gone big and they're having twins, one of each. I wow. mean,
1: George is going to be big, isn't it? I mean, let's be honest, she's like five foot and Ben is six foot seven eleven
2: <laughs> yes. yeah, I, I don't know how this is physically going to work it's a little bit like when a dog has 13 puppies in a litter <laughs> sorry george uh but basically we've um agreed um that it's in I, don't right think I don't
1: think you can say that you agreed i feel like you made a statement tagged in georgie
2: and i i feel but like he, he's yet to confirm ben seems very game that Whoever wins this weekend, if England win, the boy twin is going to be called Manu. If Wales win, the boy twin is going to be called Talupe. Talupe Gulliver, sounds great. What a great name. I can see I mean, like, carving not a, really, a few years time.
1: Yeah, going, is it Tongan um, heritage? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't feel like there's a massive connection with Ben and Georgie to the Tongan community. I'm not quite
2: sure. Um, I wouldn't want to rule it out. I wouldn't want to rule it out. <laughs> so yeah that's um so yeah congratulations to them and in june i look forward to meeting manu slash to and his sister
1: i do really hope that one of the one of the twins is super straight laced and gets to a point where they say mom i'm not angry i'm just disappointed
2: (laughs) i think it's fair to say that both of those twins are going to parent their parents because I, I can't imagine the Gulliver's going to grow up now that they've got two kids on the way. Oh, what amazing parents to be! Though, like, They're I'm going to be so tr- parents. I'm so excited, yeah. so excited. Yeah. Um, okay, back to the rugby this weekend. Wales, England. I'm going Wales. You're going England. Um, I've seen some stats. Darren, about- change your mind. No, I won't. Uh, what other games have we got this weekend? Scotland, France, or is it France, Scotland? Scotland, France, isn't it? Up at Murrayfield. Up at Muzza um well they're the banana skin aren't
1: they they're the ones that france have lost to the last two times they've gone there um i said last week that i don't think there'll be a grand slam and that england are going to win it um because of that um and i'm think i'm going to stick with it i think scotland could turn over france
2: no i'm going france i'm going france i'm going france by 10 I think Scotland will have had the stuffing knocked out of them now. I think they're a confidence and momentum team and I think losing to Wales will have a mental impact. Johnny Grey is now out for the rest of the Six Nations as well. They've already lost Jamie Ritchie. Quite impactful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're they're big. Uh, Maybe I'll wait for selection,
1: but I... I... Heart says Scotland, Head need to have a little think maybe about it. Okay,
2: all right then. Uh, And then italy island island italy island italy isn't it um we're going for another island win aren't we
1: yeah although i think i think italy will hold them i think that it'd be is johnny sexton back
2: i believe so i believe so
1: um i think italy are holding teams and i think oh my god what a load of rubbish when that daily mail i mean who trusts a daily mail anyway they make this like exclusive south africa in the six nations italy are out and everyone went what did you buy? did you put it on your
2: twitter and socials um i replied to a few tweets but i you know you know i'm a i'm passionately against promotion and relegation (laughs) in the six nations um i believe in italy i believe in the progress they've made but fundamentally i think well, yeah they're...
1: it's because you know the work i'm doing with the cavaliers it's gonna yeah, feed 100%. in <laughs> okay.
2: and you know i i look forward to the day that you are coaching you know italy men in the six nations and i become the um you know media and entertainment's coordinator for the national team it's only a matter of time
1: that's only because you want to shark the team mate
2: right okay I find that offensive and I also (laughs) will qualify that with the fact that those days are behind me because when I turn up to do anything with any team now I'm older than all of them by some distance so those days are gone if you start coaching the veterans then perhaps but you know it's not lock up your sons it's lock up your dads nowadays oh oh wow depressing depressing
1: I told Um, someone I was 37 the other day and their reaction was a bit interesting because it was like they were like no way and then they didn't know whether to say you don't act 37 or you don't look at 37 they weren't quite sure i think maybe it was my behavior that was letting me down (laughs) we've
2: we've got a new intern at bbc wales who's 19 and we were talking about tiktok the other day and he said he didn't have tiktok and i said god i'm nearly 34 and i love tiktok and he Looked taken aback, and I was like, "What? There's nothing wrong with TikTok." And he went, "He's Scottish. I'm not going to do the accent." But he said, "Oh, I thought you were about 23." <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry about me looking so young. Mm.
1: The little, the quote, mutton dress as lamb, but that's harsh. I won't say that.
2: On that note, I think we put this pub to bed.
1: Oh, I'm only joking. It was just an
2: age thing, not
1: a. I know normally that it's said as like someone dressed inappropriately, isn't it? For their age. Yeah. I don't I think, did, I actually think I fluffy a fluffy jumper print. is not inappropriate for a 32 year old.
2: I had a fresh Prince of Bel Air t shirt on, I think, the day that you said <laughs> that
0: to me. So
2: and I don't wear it ironically I've had it since I watched Fresh Prince of Bel-Air the first time around so um
1: interestingly so I worked with uh, when I was with Guinness I worked with Mario Toji, and I, Joe Launtry was there and so was Ellis Gensh and I know Joe and Ellis from like previous work and being at Hartbury when Ellis was there and yeah. stuff so I kind of read up a bit about them but not really but I haven't worked with Mario before so I did a bit of homework on him and didn't realize that a lot of his fashion is based around the 90s he loves that and 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 he's quoted to say that he grew up watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and that's what inspires him in like his clothes and stuff and I just thought wow the I would never have said that Fresh Prince of Bel-Air would be somewhere you get fashion
2: advice. Oh, no, the 90s is in. I'm actually in the market. So this is the parting thing I'll leave the listeners with today. I want to buy a pair of, like, chunky loafers. Basically, I want the Prada ones, but I do not have the minerals or money for that. If anyone sees a good pair of Prada dupe chunky loafers, send them my way.
1: I have no idea what you're talking about. Like most of the pod. Bye-bye.
2: Bye.